Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Jeff Mason from SimpleBiz360.com. We got Alex Dietrich on the boards, Mason Vaughn Letbetter on the phenomenal intro. And we are coming to you today from stlewispodcast.com. That's stlewispodcast.com. Great studios. They've been doing a great job. We're episode 12 today. Thank you, Garrett Atkins, uh, on your interview of January 2nd. If you didn't uh, catch it, folks, uh, please rewind the, uh, rewind the tape and go back. You can find the podcast on my website at simplebiz360.com. Uh, but we have that available. It's a great interview, 45 minutes. Uh, Garrett was able to touch on some things like a uh, timeless author that he's turned to uh, to this day. He relies on some of the information from Napoleon Hill's book written in the 30s, just like I love Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, written in 36. We also have him touching on perception as reality, a little bit of unorthodox trip to where he is right now in his current status, but that's all about standing out, not blending in. So some real exciting stuff. I, I encourage it's 45 minutes, but it, it, it definitely makes for some good listening. So today we're going to be talking about something that's really near and dear to me. And I've, I've tried to look at the end of December here on what I could do to bring something different to you to kick the year off and something we could ride with the whole year, if you will. And I'm, I'm really excited to, as I think about things, I tend to think about things in threes. So when I think of improvement, if you go to my improvement chapter, it's a triangle. And the reason it's a triangle is because I just love the three-sided effect. I was encouraged early on as a, a young pup out of college in my entry-level job in New York City to, to take three things at a minimum from each book that I read or each seminar I attended and just, you know, at least three things minimum. So I just like that triangular effect. So today we're going to be talking to you about a triangular effect that I'm really excited about. And it's got some meat, meat to it that if you latch on to this, I assure you, you are going to like the results. But more importantly, I just, I, I, I get the feeling this isn't being talked about in very many circles. There are a lot of voices out there. And I just, the things I've been hearing from readers and from listeners is that our voice is a little bit unique. It's refreshing. It's um, reliable. It's got common sense baked into it. And I hate to keep using that word baked. That's probably going to be one of the things I improve on down the road. But nonetheless, it's just, uh, you know, we come at business from a different angle. I have always come at it from a different angle because I never wanted to blend in. I wanted to stand out. So today we're going to be talking about three essential components, which I just call the tool triangle. And it's something we kicked off on our website. Uh, you can find it on a blog from January 1st, 2020. Uh, take a look at it. It's, it's, it's exciting, but we call it the three Y challenge. So why do we focus on these things? We talked a little bit in, in one of the late uh, December podcasts uh, about, uh, it, it was really about responding, right? Responding to 100% of inquiries. I got some good feedback from that. Not a lot of listeners. But then I combined, if you combine it with the silent business killer, which was an episode that didn't get a lot of viewers, maybe it got a, a, a lot more listeners on the podcast venues. But, you know, that's the secret sauce of our book and our whole effort here. So today we're going to combine a little bit of that respond, a little bit of the silent business killer, but we're going to add two more legs to it. So it's respond, follow up, and follow through. And I'm going to use some props here, which you can see. Um, you know, I, I, I want to have some fun here, and I've been with companies where uh, literally, I was telling Alex before, I was with a company where I was unable to laugh. 
you could not laugh and demonstrate visually or physically you were having a good time. Work had to be arduous and hard and uh, tedious and, you know, just aggravating. And you couldn't, you couldn't have a good time. I was holding the contest for some customer service reps who won some prizes. And I was, you know, looped into the CEO's office and told, that, told you know, that will never happen again. You cannot clap and have a good time here. And then in the same sense, I was told that, you know, I couldn't eat with any of my direct reports. So I was number three, four guy in the company, however you want to shake it out. And, you know, had very few people I could eat with. So for two years, almost three years, I ate with nobody. So, you know, these things happen. I can't make it up. That's why I'm here today. I want to have some fun. So let's have some fun. So I got some props here with me. But if you think about this triangle, let's focus on respond. And why do I even bring this triangle to you folks? I bring it to you because I'm a realist. We're not, we're not millionaires. I'm not a millionaire. Most of you out there listening are not going to be millionaires. I'm a realist. I'm going to give you some tools that can help you grow maybe $10,000, $15,000 a year. Maybe you're at 140% of quota now. You're a pharmaceutical rep, and 150 gets you the trip. I want to help you get the trip. It's small little doses of realistic plug-and-play stuff that works. It's common sense stuff. Nothing, nothing, you know, crazy about responding to inquiries, right? Nothing. It's not crazy at all. But we're going to combine it with follow up and follow through and show you exactly what happens when we plug in the silent business killer effect. So here we go. So consider the following. I'm going to give you an example of uh, what I was faced with years ago. And so I'm going to use a little easel back notebook. And I, I hope you can see it. I'm going to try to not hit the mic here. I'm going to set it up just as we have planned and kind of show you what we've got here. But um, when I was uh, an executive vice president with a company, a couple months after I was with the company, I was faced with a, a dilemma. And one of the dilemmas was we had 8,816 individual garments that were manu that were unmanufactured and they were 90 days or older in back orders. Now, about 1,600 of those were nine months old. So they were really 274 days or older. And a lot of that product was for big and tall law enforcement professionals. So we did not make this coat, which you see here. This is just to show you it's for law enforcement. But these were pants and shirts and hats and things like that. But altogether, there was 1,600 of these that really um, nine months or older, which is a long time. Now, that also connected 500 of our resale dealers to this dilemma. So out of these 8,816 units, there were 500 dealers that were affected by this. So I said, you know what? This is crazy. we got to fix this. What's, what's been the problem? So the problem was this. The bear, as you see our little bear here, the bear uniform shops of the world, right? So we're just going to use bear as our example. There's 499 more uniform shops. They would call up the manufacturer, and they would call up Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful at the manufacturer who sews the garments. There's the sewing machine. And nothing wrong with these people. They were actually fine people, and their intentions were good. So... They did what we like to do, and that's to respond to 100% of the inquiries. Now, now, let me get you a little familiar with Mr. Wonderful so you just hear how, how nice he is. The ball game really isn't that important. I'd rather spend time with you. Come on, ladies. Isn't this the kind of guy you always dreamed of? I mean, this guy's giving up ball games. Check out Mrs. Wonderful. Don't worry 
about taking the trash out. I can use the exercise. Sure, she can use the exercise to take the trash. These people are phenomenal. So the phone rings, the emails come in, they respond. Yay, what are you, what's going on? Yeah, hey, listen, we'll put your cut in for those big and tall sizes for you, and, and we'll get that out the door lickety split. So Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful send the orders down just like they're supposed to, right? They follow up, and, and uh, so they send them down to the factory. But the factory where they sew the garment says, you know what? This doesn't meet with our efficiencies. We're not going to sew that because it doesn't make our sewing process efficient. So we're going to change the cuts that you issued us, and therefore these poor law enforcement professionals who wanted to get their big and tall garments, ah, they're never going to get them. And we can keep doing this like a mouse on a wheel over and over and over, and Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful can keep submitting the orders to the factory to cut, but the factory's never going to cut the big and tall units. So what happens? The 500 dealers like Mr. Bear Uniform Shop here are getting angry, right? The officers are getting angry. So here's another, so here's the second part of this math equation that we'll start to break down for you. So when you're dealing in law enforcement professional products um, and big and tall, generally they end up buying, you know, two pieces per person. So I'm going to divide that number by two. But before I do that, I'm going to plug in Pareto's principle. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Pareto principle, but it's basically 80, 20, 20, 80 rule. So I'm going to say that, you know, there's only 80% of those 1600 uniforms that are really affected. So that's 320. Now I'm going to divide it by two, because remember the big and tall guys and gals, they're going to get two units a piece. So now we're dealing with really out of this 8,816 garments, we're dealing with about 160 law enforcement professionals that are angry. They're angry. They're not happy. Out of the dealer base, right, if you take a, take, take a look at that, we'll get to that in a second, but um, let's, let's just go down the, the line here on uh, simple, the, the silent business killer effect on this. Now watch how the silent business killer effect plays. Remember that uh, from the video a couple weeks ago? If you guys don't remember, here's the math to the silent business killer. And it's, and it's from a TARP study back in the mid-80s. And here's what it basically says. 26 out of 27 people who have a bad experience with a company never complain. Why? Because they don't expect any results, right? They just don't. 91% of those affected people never come back right? They just never come back. So then you have an affected person tells nine to 10 colleagues, right? 87, that's 87% because 13% depart from that and they end up telling 20 or more people. So you have this math that says, okay, we plugged in the Pareto principle just to, just to make the numbers even smaller. But basically you have, um, you know, people are going to go out, unaffected people that are unhappy are going to tell nine to 10 colleagues. And then those who, uh, those 13% tell, right, 20 or more people. So here's the math on these professionals. Check it out. You have 145 of these professionals, law enforcement wise, never come back, right? 140 of them, which is 87%, they tell nine people. So that's 1,260. And then you have uh, 20 of those professionals, they end up going out and they end up telling 20 people, right? So now you have 400 people that are complaining or 400 complaints. So altogether, you have this many negative, like, impacts out there, if you will. Now let's switch over to the dealer, right? So here's the dealer. 
The dealer will plug in the 80-20-20-80-20-20-80 rule for the dealer as well. And what you have here, just make sure I'm seeing this right here, okay? What you have here on the dealer end is I'm going to take 500 dealers and turn it into 100, right? Now we're going to even go Pareto principle one more level. So we're going to take 100 dealers. We're going to take 80% of that. We're now down to 20 dealers. So the, the math there is 18 of those 20 affected dealers start minimizing the brand. 17 of them tell nine people and three of them tell 20. So that's the math on the dealer end. So now just because the company failed to follow up or follow through rather and do what was necessary for these law enforcement professionals what you end up having is silent business killer strikes to the tune of law enforcement professionals 1660 and dealers 213 so altogether because this company didn't follow through you end up having 1873 basically silent business killer strikes against your company. Now, this is just a snapshot in time. Uh, imagine this going on year after year, which apparently it had been doing. You know, this is, a, this is a terrible way to have your business negatively affected, and you don't even really know that all these barbs are being thrown at your company, that all these people are mad, right? So when you look at this, what happened here is the, the company definitely, right, they responded because Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful responded, right? They followed up, which they did. They send the cuts in. They probably called the customers back and told them, hey, the cut, you know, your garments are going to come, no problem. But the factory never followed through. So these are the things that I have seen in my business career fail over and over and over. It's the follow through. It's the lack of follow through. A lot of us respond to 100% of inquiries. A lot of us follow up. But does the, when the rubber needs to meet the road, are we following through? So I'm asking you to take a challenge to say yes to respond, yes to follow up, and yes to follow through. So what that is it's going to be, it's going to be the three Y challenge. And I'm from Jersey, right? So I like calling it the yeah, 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 the three Y. Yeah, 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 yeah. You say yeah, yeah, yeah to follow up, to respond, follow up, and follow through. That's going to make you money. If you are a small business owner, if you went out on a limb and it's your business and it's only you, if you would embody these three tenets and deliver on these three tenets and create this triangle for yourself, I'm telling you, you're going to love the results. You're going to love the repeat transactions. You're going to love the referral transactions. And I, and I just encourage you to take a look at this math. Maybe watch this video again. Maybe listen to it again. But just take a look at this math. But the way the silent business killer works is it feasts. It lurks in the shadows and feasts on math like this. It loves when... Companies don't follow through because that's when people go out and badmouth the companies and they throw these arrows at you. You don't even know they're being thrown at your company. They happen in the hallways, at the water coolers, backyard barbecues, on social media, you know, messenger, back and forth so other people can't see it. It happens in social gatherings, it, but you end up suffering. 
So I want you to consider taking this challenge, and I, and I hope I delivered it well. It's, it, you know, it gets hard to execute uh, the podcast. You, know, you script it as much as you can, but it's not scripted, really. It's just free-flowing. So hopefully the math you know, sticks with you here, and, and, and it makes sense. Um, you know, and again, it's just evidence that if we use the math from the TARP study in the mid-'80s and we you know, tailor it to this whole notion of, hey, if you don't follow through, what's the impact? What's the negative impact? That's the negative impact, right? Here's the thing that bothers me. All these law enforcement professionals that had a bad experience, guess what? A lot of them go on to be captains. A lot of them go on to be chiefs. A lot of them go on to be sheriffs. Do you think they forget what happened 10, 15, 20 years ago? I've been selling to law enforcement for 15 years. Trust me, they don't forget. They don't. And, you know, that's what happens is that negative impact drags with the brand, whether it's your company name or the brand I work, it drags with the brand for many, many, many years. So just think about this math. I hope it hope it makes sense. Uh, but I, you know, I just w- want you to, to consider the three Y challenge. We're going to talk about it, you know, quite a bit throughout the rest of the year. So, uh, hang in there. So the, uh, the lost in the shuffle track for today. Um, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to mention something that one other thing I noticed in my personal life recently, you know, I, I kind of came out of the social media closet a number of, uh, um, months ago, and you know, I've I've reintroduced myself on social media as Simple Biz Three Hundred and Sixty. We're only three months old, and I've reconnected with a lot of high school friends and uh, classmates, and some you know I wasn't really friends with, but I've reconnected. One of the interesting things that happened was I connected with a guy I played freshman baseball with in high school. Um, I went on to play fall and spring soccer. He went on to play football and baseball again. But we've reconnected, and his name's Gordon Manzione, and he lives down in uh, Australia. And Gordon and I have been uh, sending emails back and forth for a number of months. And and the thing I noticed is just in personal emails, this guy has nailed respond, follow up and follow through. So so I would say this, you know, and I, I can smell this stuff a mile away now. If that's the way he acts personally, holy moly, this guy's probably phenomenal to do business with. He's in solar lighting, I believe, down in Australia. I mean, anybody looking for solar lighting, just trust me, you're going to get a professional here who does this triangle, this tool triangle. And how important is it? You know what? Maybe he'll call in sometime. We can get him on the phone and get him on a, on a podcast to tell you how important it is. But I can tell you, it's utterly important. So we, I, he picked a um, – I did have him pick a uh, Lost in the Shuffle track, which we'll, which we'll do down the road. But uh, today we're going to talk about a British invasion band, the Dave Clark Five, probably the first band that had the drummer as the centerpiece, and then everything else was built around Dave Clark on the drums. Explosive drums uh, has has influenced a lot of modern-day drummers. I know Max Weinberg of the E Street Band loves him and, um, and many others, but, uh, you know, really a kind of a unique sound. And, you know, if you think about the Dave Clark Five, they rivaled the Beatles. They kind of came out at that time. They were on the Ed Sullivan Show a number of times, and uh, I think maybe even more than the Beatles, if that's, if that's, uh, if that's possible. But, uh, you know, we're really going to um, – really just going to ask you to kind of dip back into your playlist and pull this down. It's called The Best Day's Work, two minutes and 35 seconds, but it's a cool tune by the Dave Clark Five. And just – 
just get familiar with the band. Pretty fun band, and uh, so I hope you like it. Anyway, please hold on to your sand. Um, please keep the shiny side up and keep always pleasing your customers. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.